Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off scene red and villains. We asked. What? You answered. And Mike has no idea. It's a stacker surprise. (laughs) Uh, Just to let you guys know, we will be talking about Basically, all of the deaths from Buffy, Angel, and Firefly. So if you are not aware, skip ahead like five minutes. We Mm -hmm. don't want to spoil that for you. Tara's death uh, was one of the most surprising of the series. Oh, I haven't watched the episode yet. What happens? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, guys. (laughs) Uh, You know, they added her name to the credits to really Mm. just shock you. But there's a lot of surprising death in the Whedon verse in general. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Joss Whedon really likes to just take away your most beloved people. Um, so I asked the stackers, what was the most surprising death in all the Whedon verse? Mm. And just to name a few, we had Tara, we had Joyce, we had Buffy herself. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Anya, mm. Ms. Calendar, yeah. Angel, mm-hmm. Doyle. The Anointed One. Oh, it's so shocking. Uh, Fred. Aww. And Wash from Firefly. Yeah. So, which of those shocked the stackers the most? On Twitter, Alyssa said Doyle. Mm. Definitely shocking for me as yeah. well. Red said that while Tara was definitely sad, Anya was the one that caught her most off guard mm. and hit hard because you never expected it. Yeah. And uh, I feel she said, I feel like she never got the character credit she deserved. Raven said, for all of the Whedon verse, it's got to be Fred. Ugh. And also West dying in Illyria's arms mm. with an honorable mention to Cassie. Oh, yeah. Katie said, for me, it had to be Buffy's death in season five. The part where mm. she jumps off the tower into the light and then you hear everything she said to Dawn. She said, it's like a literal stake in the heart. So painful to watch. I cried like a baby for about an hour straight. Mm. Mike, not you. Different Mike. What? <laughs> There's more than one Mike? <laughs> then, uh, Jenny Callender. As the plot was going to hell for Buffy in season two, it seemed like poor old Giles was going to experience a rare shot at happiness. <sighs> and then this happened. Didn't see it coming. The death coming from a simple, almost throwaway act of cruelty from a character you knew had the capacity to form it, but hardly ever did. And it felt like the stakes were suddenly raised tenfold. This is, I feel like, watching Buffy and, like, Weedinverse shows has affected, like, maybe how I see life. Because anytime mm-hmm. some like somebody's happy, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime, like, a couple gets back together or like has a really nice day you're like oh well, that's yes, not gonna last i'm so sorry one of you is going to die yeah. wait which one of you is more likable you're gonna die <laughs> uh and then uh, it became a uh competition on social media between tara and joyce mm-hmm. i think it's it just it's hard for people to choose between the two um amy and megan both said tara 
Um, Megan said there was certainly more shocking ones for me in Angel than in Buffy, but Tara's death was shocking and painful to watch. One of my favorite characters of the whole series. And then a lot of people just heartbroken over Joyce. Other Megan saying Joyce's death felt like a uh, punch to the gut. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, Adam said, uh, I don't think anything will ever, ever beat out Giles running to Joyce and Buffy shouting that he can't move the body. Uh. And Chris says, Joyce, it's the matter of factness of it. It's not particularly shocking. It's mm-hmm. not a twist. It's not supernatural. She's just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love this. He, Chris pointed out um, that Buffy, with all of her superpowers, is entirely helpless to stop it, which reminds him of one of his favorite moments from Superman, the movie, where Jonathan Kent dies of a heart attack. And at the funeral, Clark says to Martha, all those powers, and I couldn't even save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What? What shocked you the most? Um, well, it, there's kind of two answers. If you're just talking about like, which I was the most surprised by, it would actually probably be Jenny Calendar. Cause mm-hmm. I had just assumed, um, going back to watch those episodes, cause I had kind of watched ahead first, like, oh, Jenny Calendar seems like a character they probably just like wrote out for some reason. Like they just didn't have room for that character anymore. And she like transferred to another school. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh no, she, dies horribly from like one of our main characters. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, so that one probably uh, was the most like shocking in that respect. But the one that probably hit me the most um, was Fred. Part of the reason why I think the performances in that were especially great, mm-hmm. but also just the, um, the way that they, they kind of settled my, my nerdy geeky thing of like, well, you know, it's a fantasy show. They just, they're always going to find a way to bring somebody, but and like the way they make it like, no, she is dead. Her soul is dead. She is gone forever in every possible way and never coming back. And that was just so crushing. Like, it's not even like Joyce, you can imagine she's probably in an afterlife being happy somewhere. Mm-hmm. Most of the other good characters that die, you're like, well, I'm sure Tara ended up in whatever the good place. Um, but like, no, Fred is just gone forever in every metaphysical aspect for nothing i think the one that surprised me the most was wash mm. yeah. the moment that it happened it was just whoa the you know anya's was also shocking but mm-hmm. in that battle like going into that battle i knew that someone oh, yeah. was going to die and i probably should have known that at the end of serenity but like no i did yeah. i did not see that coming but yeah i think you're i think the the second runner-up has got to be Fred. Well, I feel like because they were setting up a whole new arc for her. Exactly. It was like, it was the fact that like it seemed like we have this mm-hmm. new place this character's going this season. And, yeah. But nope, gone, done. Well, and and that's it's just like a continuation of the whole idea of like wanting to uh, have a character killed in the first episode there in the main titles. Mm-hmm. It's a continuation of that of like really setting up like no, this is a character that's gonna be around. Mm-hmm. This character still has stuff to do. And then to take it out from under you, it's because it it's the way death hits you in real life. A lot yeah. of the times it's like it's not like everyone dies at a poetic moment where it's like, and now is the time for my heroic self-sacrifice. People just die. Yeah. And it comes out of nowhere and it's it, horrible. On that really uplifting <laughs> note, guys, really happy stacker surprise. We're about to watch a really happy episode. Great. Super fun ending. <laughs> Now let's get into the Sunnydale stacks and open the books on Scene Red.
Jared Willow, this is going to end well. So we got some post-coital cuddling. This is sexy, sexy time. Mm-hmm. I like Willow's naivety here. She's like, I think something might be going on between Buffy and Scott. <laughs> And Tara, like, she's almost like, can't wait to, like, oh, I hate keeping a secret. Oh, They've been sleeping together. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that. And But the, and the, Tara's so wise that, like, I think mm-hmm. she was afraid of the look that you have on your face right now. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And they're like, I'm just trying to figure out, well, so is she. Like, ah, uh, such a good uh, moment. Stop being so understanding and nice. They're so cute. Willow goes looking for Buffy, who didn't come home last night. Mm-hmm. Dawn comes out. She's sad for everyone. She's so sad. Mm-hmm. She's sad for Buffy and she's sad for Xander and she's mm-hmm. sad for Anya. But oh, hey, it's half naked Tara. Yay! And I love that this 15 year old mm-hmm. is not grossed out, not only uh, by sex, because yeah. it, you know, I mean, like, I get a lot of 15 year olds are having sex, but mm-hmm. like, they're not like, ugh. But there's still that kind of thing of like grown ups having sex, ew. Or like anyone who's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's most, a lot of people yeah. are grossed out by the idea of other people having sex. Um, but not only that, the idea, like, this. TV show showing that this 15 year old girl is like is not grossed out by homosexual sex mm-hmm. but she's not like oh my god two girls getting down but she's so into it mm-hmm. I love that yeah and not like into it no just, but yeah. just you know thrilled at what it means that these mm-hmm. about these people who love each other yeah. and she's supportive I'm gonna go downstairs and watch TV mm-hmm. really loud <laughs> well and that's why um cause I guess again suppose if you haven't watched the end of this episode <laughs> Um, I, I don't really buy into the, um, the criticism of, uh, this being, you know, an example of the, the kind of like, uh, I think it's called like kill your gaze trope. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. It's, um, and there are definitely like a lot of things where this does happen where any, um, homosexual relationship ends badly. Either, um, somebody ends up dying or turning evil or um the relationship becomes uh abusive or something mm-hmm. that um that they're doomed yeah that they're doomed and specifically that like one of them will die is like a typical way to to end a gay relationship um and that that scene is like even if it's not intentional to be like kind of moralizing against like punishing homosec- them yeah, yeah yeah like punishing them um which i I understand that, like, that's probably a trend you don't want to see too much of. I don't know how much this was probably more at the start of that trend, just because this was kind of at the start of mm-hmm. having gay relationships in any meaningful way on TV. But I feel like it's so clear if you actually watch any of the last two seasons that it's very clear that it's not that, that it's not. I just think it means it's a weed inverse show. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> that's what happens to characters on the show. That's, I mean, that's, like, we just talked about. Well, we, well, no, I'm not going to go backwards into spoiler land yeah. um, in case anybody skipped mm-hmm. ahead. However, we just talked about several cases in Buffy, Angel, yes. and Firefly where relationships ended because someone was killed horribly. And spoiler alert, a lot of the, I could say every other one of those wasn't a yeah. gay character. Yeah, um, I think it's just weed inverse. Yeah, I think no it's one's just weed safe. <laughs> it's yeah, and it's just kind of the thing of like, oh, it just happens to be a gay character this time because that's one of the characters we have on the show. Mm-hmm. Buffy finds the trio's lair, 
and they've got it rigged and they've got this dry erase board that says too late and then buzz saws come out of where well you understand the penitent man must kneel <laughs> i got that that was an indiana jones mm-hmm. reference oh i got one of your references Yay! but it is like okay how do you have so many buzz saws that can completely destroy everything Including itself? Did the buzzsaws then just like all come together at the end? How do you cut everything up with all these giant buzzsaws? Like, how do you have the mechanics for that? I'm just like, literally, where did they come out of? And like, okay, g- geniuses, yes, carpenters. <laughs> do, you, do you see those guys wielding power tools? What they did is they, Warren built uh, several carpenter bots. He built several <laughs> Xander bots. Yes. Yes. That built the the tools and such. <laughs> They're such Bond villain wannabes. <laughs> uh, Buffy steals some of their paperwork before retreating. And in the credits, Amber Benson is added for the first time. Oh, this is going to be a great addition to the opening credits. That's going to be here. Here to stay. For a long, long time. 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it's even like the fact that she's not even the next episode, like, yeah, she is fucking dead, guys. Like, what are we going to pretend that she might make it out of this? <laughs> so the gang uh, needs to research about the trio and where did they go, but they don't want to bother Xander or Anya. Mm-hmm. And Spike is just out of the fold. Yeah. So they're only working with half Scooby power. Anya, meanwhile, is attempting vengeance, but like. <laughs> Really badly. Really, she's just she she almost lands it. Yeah, but she just gets really stuck into her own pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, like, I don't feel bad. I'm I'm glad that this chick did not get mm-hmm. her vengeance because I mean, like, like, okay, like, yeah, her husband like sucks, mm-hmm. but the fact that she's like he cheated on me with my fat, ugly sister. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You're a terrible sister. Well, I'm, she cheated. Okay. Whatever. That's, still, like, you're you, still being a shit. That's yeah. your family. And also, whatever the punishment was would have been real nasty. Because I can't imagine any punishment that starts with, I want his skin to... <laughs> to be covered in boils. I feel like that would be... That punishment would fit the crime. I mean, forever? Well, no. Okay. For a week. Oh, a week seems like too little. A That's month. just like you have the flu. Six months. Five and a half and we got a deal. <laughs> the trio take down a demon with a cattle prod. Mm-hmm. This thing. Yeah. They they do have a lot of like barely seen demons that you're mm-hmm. like, but wait, 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 wait. Spotlight that thing because the, the design of it, mm-hmm. it's got teeth on its back. Got some back tooth. Did, uh, is that a vestigial twin? With... Is it, does that how it eats? It also has a mouth. Ugh. Who ugh. who designed these? Who decided teeth on its back? <laughs> Don goes to visit Spike. He's all sad. He is still drinking. How many? Has this been a full week? No. This is the next morning. Well, and you do have to wonder, what is a vampire's constitution? Yeah, how... How drunk do you really get? How drunk mm-hmm. can you get? No. Maybe really drunk because you don't have blood or your blood is... I don't know. I want to make a blood alcohol level joke here, but I don't have all the pieces. <laughs> you do it. And, uh, more of an alcohol blood level, am I right? 
Would they get drunk from feeding off someone who's drunk? He must. If he could yeah. feed off someone who's high and see like his hand move or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like like psychotropic drugs might be more powerful than just like sure. booze. Maybe you'd get a little little buzz. Yeah. Little buzz. It's like a cooler light. Yeah, like a wine cooler. Like you just it's like there's alcohol in it, but it's mixed with shit. Yeah. Human blood. <laughs> that, yeah. Don kind of tries to shame him here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after what you did to her and that but like really i mean she's a kid yeah okay but buffy dumped him he was a free agent yeah he was a free agent anya seemed to be very into it unless they just want to like oh i want to blame spike for this because i don't want to be mad at anya for doing this but also you shouldn't be mad at anya so like just assume that he must have manipulated her you can argue that like you know, Xander, while he left Anya at the altar, mm-hmm. he wanted Anya back. He made that clear that mm-hmm. he didn't want to break up. He just didn't want to get married. So I understand him being hurt because mm-hmm. this was like him being like, okay, so definitely I'm not getting her back because yeah. gross. But yeah, Buffy doesn't get to act like the wronged party. No. Because she says she doesn't want anything to do with him. She says she was disgusted by him. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. The trio needs Jonathan to dress in the demon skin. The adorable little suit. Ugh, to get past a force like field. A, you know, he's almost as cute as a queller demon. Ugh. That little suit. It, oh, oh, it's got a smell. It's, it's like you can feel it. It's, it's like the slime. Poor Jonathan. I'm like, yeah, no, it did. Oh, no. Mm-mm. While he does this errand for them at this really gross mm-hmm. thing ward and, jo- and andrew straight up talking about betraying him they don't even they're not even sure if that suit thing was gonna work it might yeah. have killed him like Jeez. getting real shitty mm-hmm. uh so they sent jonathan in there to get the orbs of nabisco uh it's uh nazakan nazakan not not nabisco Yes, Nabisco. Great. The stri- uh, the stress balls of power. Yeah, those, right? Uh, they give you strength and invincibility, mm-hmm. uh, which Warren snaps the neck of a demon, which is only funny because it doesn't really have a neck. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'll stack the neck area of you. <laughs> um, and then he won't share the power balls with the other dudes. Yeah. They say, like, oh, we're going to share. Yeah, because that worked out so well the last time. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Trio. Buffy goes to visit Xander, who's also still drinking, mm-hmm. uh, but does not have the constitution of a vampire. No. Uh, and he says he's fine with what Anya did, mm-hmm. but he's very judgy about Buffy. Yeah, And weird. she's... She keeps her temper much better than I would. And I know that that's probably because, like, what he's saying is, like, how she feels about herself. But also, mm. like, <clears throat> grown adult. She can, she can screw whoever she wants. Yeah, I think this is one of those things where you just kind of chalk it up to, like, he's in a bad place. I'm not going to, like, go at him too hard because he, he's not, you know, firing all cylinders let him get this out, mm. and we'll talk some more when he's a little less day drunk. Well, and to me, what's um, interesting here is contrasting Xander and Willow's response. Because mm. Willow's response when, you know, Tara told her, like, she had this shocked look, but also said, like, 
I bet she really needs someone to talk to. Yeah. Which is the like perfect response <laughs> mm-hmm. a friend should have of like, yeah. do you need help? Do you need to talk to someone? Do you need me? Like, well, it's another great character reflection because it shows that like that's a huge part of the problem with Xander's relationship with, with Anya, and it's a problem with his relationships in general is that he doesn't have that instinct all the time, mm-hmm. and so like he doesn't have it in the reverse all the time either, where it's like this obviously means something. You should talk to me. Someone's just like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. It's like no, you like. You have to be a little bit more empathetic sometimes, Xander. You're still a good friend overall, but um, it's it's he's very quick to jump to conclusions and not kind of like hear his friends out necessarily if it's something that he just snap judges as the mm-hmm. wrong thing. Putting this in real world terms, mm-hmm. of you find out that your best friend is has been sleeping with someone that like you know to be a bad person, mm-hmm. like you know that they've had. Um, abusive relationships in the past mm-hmm. and that they maybe are a drug dealer yeah. um, and just overall, a you know, a bad dude. How would I react to that? Do mm-hmm. I, do I get mad at them at, like Xander? And I don't, at least for me, I don't think I do because yeah. it's still, it, it, I think it's more like we need to talk about like why this is a, not a good thing to be mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, and maybe a little more judgy than Willow. I'm yeah. not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, not angry. Yeah. Not, Cause that's not going to help anybody. No. Uh, so Xander goes to a bar cause mm-hmm. he drank all of the alcohol and it. I mean, he, the, that apartment is covered in empty bottles. Mm-hmm. He should be dead. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's like a fucking frat house in there. <laughs> it's gross, but he runs out. So he goes to a bar. Mm-hmm. I uh, almost had game. Almost got this chick. I mean, he was. Uh, I think he totally could have if he had put like any effort. Like, she is into him. She is totally down. Yeah. And it, this is a human bar, not a demon. These mm-hmm. are the bronze. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it is still Sunnydale, so. Sure. Fair. That's, that's a good point. But yeah, no, he. If he had said like anything. Yeah. That this could have been his new girlfriend, but he's too goddamn drunk to flirt. Mm-hmm. And he's just uh, like wallowing in self pity instead. Yep. And I don't think he's in a place where he wants that even. No, no, no. I don't. Like, I, mm-mm. I think he almost does it on purpose. Cause again, yeah. he's just, he's like, you know, oh, that's cute that you like me, but also mm-hmm. there's no way yeah. that this is going to happen. But I'm in a cesspool of misery right now. Right. So, uh, thanks anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, Buffy fights a vamp in the cemetery who, mm-hmm. uh, kicks her yeah. as he's turning to dust. See how hard you kick when you're blowing in the wind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was rhetorical. Oh, that's a fun scene. Let's let's just skip over the next scene. Okay. All right. And commercial break. Oh, nope. That's still the same next scene. <sighs> You're All not right. even going to comment on the fact that my kick noise was a fart noise? That's, I mean, he's in the wind, so. Okay, fine. Sure. Uh, so she falls into a tombstone and hurts her back. Mm-hmm. The sight of this bathrobe. Just seeing the bathrobe got me so upset. Mm. Like, you see that bathrobe and you're like, oh, oh no, fuck. we're here already. Well, what actually did it for me is the the insistence, and I, I get what they're going for, of, like, it being almost, like, clinical and a little um, out of the usual more romantic lighting of the series, if ever being almost, like, 
fluorescent lighting and shot kind of almost handheld, I think, a lot. That style that they're clearly mm-hmm. filming this in for what's going to happen next in the scene mm-hmm. is just like, oh, I know. You immediately c- can sense the scene is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how many of those choices were made uh, because they only had one shot at this. James Marsters would not do a second take. Yeah. So I would imagine that like with the overhead camera, mm-hmm. um, the lighting, I feel like things had to be set up so that it's not like we're going to light you from this mm-hmm. angle because the lighting's going to be off camera. Like yeah. they've got that overhead shot, the whole room's in, in the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can only really go with like bright overhead lighting. Um, and I, so I, I wonder how much was, how many decisions were made artistically and how many were made to, um, facilitate that compassion for James Marsters really not wanting to do this scene. (sighs) Yeah. I don't really blame him. So Buffy is looking to soothe her aches with a hot bath Mm -hmm. and Spike shows up. He insists that she does love him, uh, and that he can make her feel feel love for him if he uh is inside her again yeah i felt sick watching this this is um yeah well the thing to me is just it feels like such a bad move for the characters to me where it's i and it's not even that i think the spike character this is completely unearned because there's definitely he has super issues with boundaries. He's mm-hmm. done things that are pretty on the border that yeah. I could definitely like. We talk about the balcony scene, right? That's pretty, uh, you know, uh, in that realm of 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 rape. But to have it just be like this very, it just feels like stereotypical. Like this seems like any other '90s shows. Mm. scene of this trying to be important as opposed to like what I'd hope Buffy would do with it and have it be more meaningful. And I think part of that is also the way it's dealt with later and kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, I definitely think the way the rest of the episode mm-hmm. and parts of the next episode handle it is way too f- perfunctory this really intensely traumatic moment mm-hmm. um i have never liked this scene i feel like it'd be weird to say that you did um i don't know how much of that is um that it's hard to watch mm-hmm. um and the subject matter is upsetting yeah. and how much of it is that i don't know if i believe this like you're saying this is a tiptoe away from the balcony scene. Mm-hmm. He has shown us before that he doesn't hear her say no. Yeah. Um, that he is comfortable forcing her to do things that mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do. It almost feels to me like the writer is saying like, after what this guy did in crush, mm-hmm. you were still shipping them yeah. after what he did on the balcony. He was still shipping them. Mm-hmm. You guys, he's a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. How do you not get this? And yeah. I almost feel like whether Buffy, the character, we, the fans, mm-hmm. I kind of see that why the show needed some big, like this is a monster mm-hmm. to get him out of their lives. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause otherwise the next, his next step can't happen. And he does, after the things he's done in Crush in mm-hmm. the balcony, he, there, that character needs to redeem himself somehow mm-hmm. because he's gross. No. Um, in terms of the way the scene is shot or maybe in how it's played, mm-hmm. um, there is something from him entering the room until she kicks him off that to me if, if there's a disconnect there's some if, there's something missing mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know how else to express that yeah it's 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 one of those really intangible things where this feels like one of those those scenes where uh bring it to my experience in the theater world it's like a really hard scene you know is in there and this feels like one of the dress rehearsals before opening where you're still trying to get at it and you're just not cracking what it is that causes the two characters in the scene to do this. And it's mm-hmm. not that the actors are unprepared necessarily or that the script doesn't have the lines to get them there, but there's just like, they're not finding a connection because part of, and I think part of it is that, you know, honestly, I don't think either of them really believes it from what they've played in the rest of the season in a lot of ways where it's like, I get it. It makes sense, but I'm, I just don't feel it. And it feels that this is being foisted on, on me in this scene. I don't know how to get past that. So the part where the scene loses me, Mm -hmm. um, is when Spike is talking about when they're, when they're arguing before anything gets physical, Mm -hmm. I I believe that. Yeah, that seems a lot like a lot of scenes we've seen between the two of them. It feels very genuine, and the dialogue is like, "Yep, mm-hmm. this is stuff they've said before." Yeah. When um they're on the floor and he is violent, mm-hmm. I believe what's happening. It is upsetting. Yeah. And it does because this scene plays differently if she's not injured. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe it because mm-hmm. if she's injured, this goes down or if she's not injured this goes down so much differently so when mm-hmm. he is angry and on top of her mm-hmm. i believe him i believe her she's doing an amazing job mm-hmm. there's something in the transition between this argument they've had before yeah. and the most angry part on the floor mm-hmm. that is just awkward to me no, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Of like, that's the thing is like, it's not that any individual part is is so unbelievable for either of the characters. It's that the evolution just happens so quickly. Like, even even it would feel more motivated if you saw more like anger and like that side of Spike before he went there. Then I could see it making a little bit more sense of that. Uh, uh, escalation happening as quickly as it does or if the reason that the transition from talking to Mm -hmm. the rape the attempted rape is um if the reason it's so awkward is because he shows up plastered Mm -hmm. yeah i believe it more and that's Mm -hmm. why he's not acting like himself not to say that like not the attempted rape part Mm -hmm. that is spike is a goddamn monster Mm -hmm. and he has problems with consent and that's another problem to not to sidetrack too much, but there's also also a problem of like to bring up this issue with a character who is literally a soulless vampire is also kind of problematic because 
yes, characters can be substitutes for real life characters, even if they have magical qualities, but there is something about it that makes it a little cheap that it's like, but that's not a real person with a soul. That's a vampire that's doing this horrible thing. Warren did something similar and he has a soul. Yeah. And that's more effective to me. I, I, I mean, I just don't think that the series is saying anything about that because it's like they've proven that like this is an, a dick move mm-hmm. that assholes do. Soul or no soul. Yeah. I just and I, I it's not again, it's not that I don't believe that Spike doesn't take no for an answer mm-hmm. and doesn't have a hard time. I, th- I'm not making any excuses for Spike. Okay. No. Like he's no matter their, their sexual past. Mm-hmm. Every time she said no before and he didn't stop, he was being an asshole. Then mm-hmm. there's no excuse for it. Yeah. Even given that past and their, um, pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. it in no way excuses this. This is a dick monster, mm-hmm. terrible move. I just find that transition awkward. Mm hmm. And if it's awkward because he's drunk, I didn't see it, him being drunk. If mm-hmm. he's not drunk, then it's it's just an awkward moment. Well, I think another thing is that I'm definitely not one of those people who says, like, you can never use uh, something in, in drama, even if it's something as, you know, fantastical as Buffy. Like, no, you should address all aspects of the human uh, condition. But if you're going to use rape, it should be for like a very specific reason. You should be saying something. Whereas explicitly, the reason they did this was to give Spike motivation to go find a soul. And that doesn't seem like a good enough reason for me to have a rape scene. You don't, when you say explicitly, did they? They talk about the reason they went as far with the scene as they did was to make sure that Spike had the motivation to go get a soul. So Buffy's trauma is his motivation. Yes. Like that's explicitly right. why this, maybe they, they had an idea for a scene like this that wouldn't have gone as far. Mm-hmm. That would have been the motivation, which I know sounds like, oh, you just, you, you just can't handle the intensity. That to me would have worked better because then you're, it's not cheapening. Yeah. The, it, as much as I feel like this is. I understand what you're saying. Because to what I was going to say, like, I, I did not know the writer said that, and that kind mm-hmm. of upsets me. The, um, that, like, if they're making a statement on, like, the escalation of abusive relationships mm-hmm. and why if you have, you yeah. know, if you're in an unhealthy relationship, like, it can escalate. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not always a um, an abusive relationship to this level, like, you should not... Let mm-hmm. people get away with it because you never know what da- what this monster dickhead you're dating is capable mm-hmm. of if he doesn't respect you, if he doesn't hear you when you say no. What is he going to do some night when he's drunk or angry or mm-hmm. you say no and he doesn't like it? Yeah. Um, but if they're not making a statement on that. Well, and that's the other thing is like it's really hard to make that statement after the last episode was like him having like – a nice time consoling somebody else about their communal relationship woes in a really like empathetic way. Yeah. It's hard to make that transition like immediately into like, and now I'm going to be a monster. You could, but you could also argue that like 
you can't pick out, mm-hmm. you know, you may meet someone who you think is a nice guy mm. and turns out he's a rapist because they don't wear a sign on their um, yeah, and people shirt. They don't yeah, have horns all have, day. Have like two sides to their personality. But I, yeah, in the end, I, there's the motivations behind it. I think is the, the part that it gets me the most. Although there's also just a lot of technical aspects to this that I don't like. I really hate that this is a commercial break cliffhanger moment. That's, that's, that's just like fucking awful. I hate hate that. That no, that that can never be. No, that's a, that's a very strange choice. Again, I artistically, I think a lot of choices were made to accommodate doing it all in one take. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if the fact that it's done in one take is why maybe some of the blocking feels like a run through. Mm -hmm. It feels like we're just going to mark yeah. what's happening but that that's what they had um mm-hmm. for a show that deals so often in metaphor mm-hmm. if they weren't trying to make a major statement mm-hmm. about rape and abusive relationship relationships and sexual assault it feels strange that they decided to not make it more of a metaphor yeah when you know especially because earlier this season we had explicitly attempted rape with warren Mm -hmm. and that i think was handled very well and and respectfully to the subject matter and showed how awful it is Mm -hmm. in a a real way where yeah i feel like this just it it's gross to watch but not in a but it feels exploitative in a way that the warren one didn't it felt like this is saying something yeah I don't know. what Again, like I said, I never liked this scene and I don't mm-hmm. really know why. I just know that I skip it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, maybe there's something to be said of like, if then Spike saw more consequences from this mm-hmm. other than like, oh, and then he, he decides to do something to make himself better. That's not the evolution for a character who just tried to attempt rape. Um, you know, what I'm remembering here is um, the attempted rape scene in The Craft, which we mm, just watched, yeah. um, and how it's very similar where you start by someone, mm-hmm. this dude professing love, yeah. um, and it the rejection turns to anger mm-hmm. and attempted rape. Yeah. Very similar situation. Mm-hmm. I believe it more in The Craft. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And that's saying something because that's Skeet Ulrich. You can make an argument in the scene in Buffy that the way it's shot mm-hmm. is to make it feel more mundane, more mm-hmm. real life, because this unfortunately is something that happens way too goddamn often. And mm-hmm. to make it feel more realistic by making it less stylized. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, the craft feels more visceral to me that yeah. it because it doesn't feel. It feels stagey. It feels stagey. The Buffy one. The Buffy one. Yeah. yeah. And and that's part of why I just can't, ugh, can't get, I can't get on board with it. So the trio shows up at the bar where Xander is. Mm-hmm. And he they do this so that Warren can get revenge on a high school bully. Oh, God. I hate everybody. Dude. Like, you got invincibility and this is the thing yeah. you want to do? You want to, like, skeezily hit on a girl... Because you know her boyfriend will then try to beat you up and you'll beat him up. And then I guess in that mind, 
Then you get the girl. He, I mean, you're just, you're just the biggest douche. Yeah. I'm trying to like, just, uh, anyways. I love how like Jonathan is so over it. And Andrew's even a little bit like, uh, why are we doing this? I hate that Warren calls himself daddy. Ugh. Men, do not call yourselves daddy it's, unless you have a newborn child and you're referring to actual fatherhood. Yeah, that's ne- that's always been one of those things that I just really don't understand as like a sexy thing that daddy, people say. And then ca- also calling a girl baby. Like you understand. Baby, I feel like. <laughs> There's, there's no, a it's neutral. the combination of the two. Oh, the combination the is combination is fucking cuckoo bananas crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> if you just like say baby, and well, here's the thing if you both say baby, I feel like baby is okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. If one of you says baby, the other says daddy or mommy, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Nope. <laughs> See a therapist. Uh, they, so Xander tries to stick up for the girl. See, Xander's still like, his heart's in the right place, even if he's a little right now. He's a little, Xander's got a temper problem that he doesn't Mm -hmm. always think everything through, but he is the heart of the group and he, Mm -hmm. he, his heart here is in the right place, but he gets the shit kicked out of Mm -hmm. him. And so he goes to the summer's house, uh, to tell Buffy and finds her in the bathroom (sighs) Weirdly, everything in the bathroom is still kind of shot in a similar lighting. It's weird. I don't like it. Um, what I do like here is, you know, she's telling Xander, like, you know, don't go, go kill Spike. Forget mm-hmm. it. And then as they're talking, she hears the door close downstairs mm-hmm. and the look of fear on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I believe, that mm-hmm. is a great moment. Um, and I wonder if it was in the script or if it was just... yeah. Her being really in character. It's got to be in the script, because otherwise, mm-hmm. why would they have that sound effect? Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing, and it's a very minor technical thing, I just feel like it's something somebody should have caught and changed. Um, it's really weird to have Xander in a black leather jacket, then have the bit of business of taking Spike's leather jacket and saying, here's this leather jacket. Yeah, choose it's a like different too, costume. Yeah, too many black jackets um, just kind of muddles everything. So, yeah, this is where we sweep the attempted rape under the rug for yeah. everyone but Xander until next season. Yeah, that's it's and that's that's another part of it. That's super weird is like rushing this in before the season finale and having it not be addressed except for like kind of in this scene. Yeah. That's <laughs> it just makes ugh. what I think about the more I don't like that. So Willow and Tara found out that the trio's schematics involve places to hit on a crime spree. Meanwhile, Spike goes home and he's very upset and he's getting flashes of what he did and mm-hmm. drinking himself into a stupor. Now here's, I think, I had an idea of to make it a little bit better if they felt the need to still have this plot point and especially if they felt they need to go as far, maybe show a little bit of the bathroom scene, but have most of it told in flashback, I feel like could be a little bit more powerful especially since the way it's ended up being shot doesn't look that great it doesn't convey what you wanted to convey plus you can have a little bit more ambiguity of exactly what happened you could still have the scene where xander shows up and sees that something happened to buffy and i think that would make it a little bit more impactful 
my point of view mm. of not knowing exactly what happened. You're in, you're in, in Xander's point of view. What happened to your friend? Mm-hmm. They haven't told you that that's a situation that I feel like makes a little bit more important what happened and then having the flashbacks it more clear what happened um, that it didn't go as far as it could have. And I think that's just a slightly more artful way of doing it that still gets the plot points that they felt they needed to have. Again, I would probably just change it whole cloth, but if they felt they needed to have it, have it in this way, that's just, makes it a little less blunt in a crude, unsatisfying, really. That's interesting. I yeah. do I do think the flash the flashes that he gets here are mm-hmm. effective. Yeah. Uh so Clem shows up to watch mm-hmm. a Knight Rider marathon and oh, share his hot Clem. wings. I needed this. Oh. Hi buddy. Come on Thank in. You, Clem. Thank Let's you. Let's talk about Knight Rider. <laughs> Thank you, Clem. Oh, uh, and Spike says, I need you to help me here. What have I done? That mm. one I understand. Yep. Why didn't I do it? What did she do to me? What did she do to me? I understand. Yeah. I was watching with subtitles. Mm-hmm. He says, why didn't I do it? Is yeah. he expressing regret on not following through? Which... I guess you could kind of understand if he's conflicted between, because yeah, he doesn't have a soul, but there's some part of him that does feel some kind of moral compunction, or at least like there's a love that's not wholly selfish, even though it often is expressed selfishly, that he has. But there's also the monster part of him, which is just solely about getting his his, his pleasure and satisfying himself so i guess you can justify that as like that's the the real monster in him of like the real spike would have you know done whatever he wanted and i mean and he goes on to say like everything used to be so clear vampire kills Mm -hmm. slayer picks his teeth with her bones so we're watching a side Mm -hmm. of spike that like the spike for the you know, the last two seasons would have just been wallowing in mm-hmm. misery and self-hatred. Yeah. The fact that like, yeah, that monst- monster part of himself is being expressed in this episode. Yeah. I feel like needs to come out so that, um, we see the, the difference between mm-hmm. vampire spike with a chip. Yeah. This season. And then spoiler alert, spike with a soul next season that there's a difference between the chip and a soul Mm -hmm. i mean i mean this this to me like i was getting upset just because i want him to feel shame right now i need this character Mm -hmm. to hate himself and the fact that he's he's angry at buffy you know the person he just tried to rape makes me want to throw my tv across the room yeah and that's that's another big part of it is like i can't in any way root for this character i can't feel anything for them really because of what they did to this point i don't think we're not supposed to right now is my point is i (sighs) think we're we're supposed to be like yeah monster no soul so that the next step he takes makes sense it's shot in a way where it feels like a lot of the other brooding scenes of spiker angel where it's like look at this tortured soul what is he gonna do as opposed to like this is a monster. What is he going to do? Mm. And I, I feel like there's a difference that 
this scene especially like if it weren't for Clem just being like a nice sweet presence would be almost as upsetting to me of like why are you showing I don't want to like this you've lost me on this character right now mm. this is not what what is this what are you trying to get me to feel for this character right now because anything other than like disgust is really hard I think it's supposed to be disgust because here's <sighs> Like, think about, we've had two seasons now of whiny Spike mm-hmm. pining over Buffy and saying, I love you and why don't you love me back? And we've been saying, mm-hmm. what's the difference between Spike with a chip and Spike mm-hmm. with a soul? Because I'm not seeing a goddamn yeah. difference. Here it is. Here's something mm-hmm. different. And it mm-hmm. really does a good job of, I straight up thought mm-hmm. that he was going to get the chip removed in Africa that like mm-hmm. they were setting him up to be big bad season seven. I guess I, I guess for me, I just, I never, I mean, I guess I was kind of surprised that he got a soul, but it, it, it didn't feel like this is the return of the monster. It felt like more conflicted spike stuff to me. It didn't register mm-hmm. to me as like, this is the brewing of, of the, the true bad. It's more of like, what am I, a Muppet or a man? Like, it felt like more of that to me. And I, gotcha. I, I, that, I guess that's just my read on the scene. So there's an armored car at the carnival. Odd combination. Armored carnival? Because you usually see an armored car at a bank, and it's yeah. at a carnival, which is just weird. I feel mm-hmm. like they had this set piece, and they're like, well, how do we associate this with crime? Mm-hmm. Super strong Warren lifts the truck and throws Buffy like a rag doll. Such a weirdly crude heist where it's just... Lift truck. Yeah, steal like money. A smart guy who's been yeah. like doing all this tactical stuff that suddenly he's just like, I just want to be strong like mm-hmm. all the other superheroes. Yeah. I do also like the fact that like this scene also only works because she is both injured and traumatized. Mm-hmm. Like on another on a different good day, yeah. she's gonna fucking kick your ass, yeah. asshole. Um, but at the same time, she has training. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, so yeah. she does kick his ass because he has no technique. Mm-hmm. And also, God help you when you piss off the Slayer. <laughs> uh, uh, when people say sexist shit to Buffy, what's the matter, baby? Never fought a real man before? Yep. Kill him. Fucking kill him. Fuck you, asshole. If anyone's a real man, it's you. Yeah, he. that's what he thinks. <sighs> I got like, news for you, buddy. You're no. not. You're a weird robot-making troll. Ugh, attempted rapist. Jonathan jumps on Buffy's back as like a goof of like, oh, I'm I'm trying to like hurt her for you, Mm -hmm. but really tells her to smash his orbs. Which I mean is very appropriate. He's the one that's all about the glamours, so he's you know. Oh yeah, it's like a low tech glamour. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although it's a little weird that when he she sees the fanny pack, she's like, "There's the orbs." Like, "Mm, how'd you know? Past experience. Weird article of clothing or accessory. That's probably fair. the source of That's the magic. Fair. Warren says, say goodnight, bitch. <laughs> goodnight, bitch. <laughs> oh, I love it. I also love the not so subtle, like his orbs. Oh, yeah. No, punch, kick him right in the balls. Yeah. Uh, he's got a jetpack. A goofy fucking jetpack. Goofy jetpack. Andrew also has a jetpack. But not a lot of common sense. <laughs> not a lot of common sense and zooms into a canopy. Jonathan was going to be the scapegoat mm-hmm. the whole time. 
They are taken to jail. Weird nitpick here. Yeah. They seem to park the wrong way in that <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> okay. Like, there's clearly lines <laughs> diagonally in one way, yeah. and the cars come in and park the exact opposite way. <laughs> like, crisscross. It's just distracting, guys. There's five cars in Sunnydale. They don't need all the spots. <laughs> I guess so. Everyone does run everywhere down the same one street. <laughs> when Andrew says, he left me, I always, mm-hmm. always hear in my head the Jurassic Park, he left us, he <laughs> left us. See, this This is leading up to one of my favorite lines. Um, and really, there's two lines in here that make me just absolutely adore Andrew. Um, he never really loved hanging out with us. <laughs> uh, Spike leaves town. He didn't knock over the sign this time. No. And he doesn't have his jacket. And also... Oh, so you know he'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Also, he motorcycles to Africa? Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> Gets there very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow and Tara finally get out of bed. You guys, oh, that's gonna end well. So many scenes I don't want to talk about. Something I read, and this may be a coincidence, but part of me thinks it's not a goddamn coincidence, points out that Tara is wearing what could be, or at least is very similar to, the shirt <gasps> that Willow talks about wanting to wear. To go see Joyce. Oh, she wanted the blue one. She wanted the blue one, and it looks really similar oh, God. to that blue shirt. Oh, God, I think that's right. Oh, shit. What is with this episode? <sighs> Fuck. Oh. oh, my God. Mine, yeah. you just destroyed me. What? I know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. God, as if this scene wasn't sad enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so meanwhile, Buffy and Xander are in the backyard. Buffy looking for some more hidden cameras. Mm-hmm. Just poking with a stick. Just poking with a stick. They make up. It's so sweet. They're they're really good friends. Yes, I love the I love the line. Uh, the Uno, the sinister yet addictive card game. <laughs> it's fun. Warren shows up with a gun. <sighs> Those things are never useful. He shoots at Buffy. She pushes Xander Mm -hmm. out of the way because that's Mm -hmm. who she is. She's a hero. He is a terrible shot Mm -hmm. and continues to shoot while running the other direction. Flailing his arms wildly. And therefore, one of those wild shots hits Tara. Her blood splatters onto Willow. And she just says to Willow, your shirt, before collapsing. I know it's, it's a manipulation, but just like... The last thing she, she's worried about a girlfriend's shirt. Yeah. It's a good, I mean, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good character moment. It is, I mean, yeah. like the last character moment, but it's, it really is. Yeah. It would not work for anyone else. Well, not anyone, but it would not mm-hmm. work for everyone to have that reaction. Yeah. And Willow goes red eyed. Uh, what, what do you think about this one? I think it's a real simple episode of Pin Down, right? <laughs> oh man, this this episode has like one of my least favorite moments in Buffy and one of the best moments in Buffy. It's such a fucking roller coaster. Um And by best you mean well done, not enjoyable? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um qualifier there. I'm not like, ha, finally. <laughs> You've always hated Tara. This one, man, it's wild. Like I I kind of 
in this episode get a little bit more of why people kind of rag on the season. There are some disparate elements that are a little bit hard to rectify. Man, like that ending is really well done. It is very, very well done. The non-Spike stuff this episode, which is a weird thing to say, Mm. but the non-Spike stuff overall is pretty great. Because this episode is a mix of themes that are well done, but so well done that they break my heart, Mm -hmm. and themes that make my skin crawl, and I don't want to watch, Mm -hmm. uh, I usually skip this one. Uh, not because it's like goodbye Iowa where nothing happens, Mm -hmm. but the opposite problem. Too much happens. Um, I can't deal with it all. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, um, I may never watch this again. This, Mm -hmm. this was very hard for me to get through. On that happy note, (laughs) let's get a sponsor in here. Never mind those other antidepressants. Now there's new liquid forget-me-nows. Like the spell to steal memories, which was used on Terra against her will? That's the one. Now in convenient liquid form. But wasn't that what got Willow into trouble? Forget about that. Forget about all the bad stuff. That sounds really dangerous. Like Buffy being ripped out of heaven. Why would you bring up that really depressing thing right now? Balcony sex shaming? That was definitely upsetting. Terra and Willow breaking up. Oh, that was so sad. Katrina's murder. Oh, jeez. Anya being left at the altar. Oh, that was a rough one. Buffy being in a mental hospital and having to let go of Joyce. Poor Buffy! Again. Oh! Lauren, the attempted rapist. Yikes. Andrew, the potential rapist. Ooh. Spike, the rapist. Oh. Willow turning evil. Stop it. Tara's death. Okay, okay, please just give me the forget me now. Make me forget all the sad things this season. Forget me now. Now available in six ounce, ten ounce, and our season six special one gallon jug sizes. Forget me now. Don't worry about it. Just forget it. Forget what now? Hey, you guys hear about this new uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer show that's coming out? Could be the next hit of the 90s. You know, the 1990s, the current decade? Use only as directed. It's time to put Scene Red back on the shelf and open the books on Villain. This is the first episode I've ever watched in real time. Oh, wow. Like the, the night that it aired. And I did not remember that until I watched it. And I was wow. like, oh, yeah, that's right. I actually watched this one on TV with commercials and everything. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that's got to be a real roller coaster ride to, to watch live. <laughs> this, this whole like last quartet of episodes. <laughs> Bring stuff down again Buffy's been shot Xander calls an ambulance mm-hmm. meanwhile Willow is still upstairs with Tara she calls upon Osiris I believe that's uh, he's the Zordon of the dead <laughs> he's the same this is the same thing I guess she called on as you mm-hmm. know the beginning of the season to bring back Buffy yeah. but man has her power increased because she did not need to kill a fawn yeah, she's like yo Osiris what up yeah I'm calling you on your cell 
Uh, he says that Tara died by human means, not magical ones, mm-hmm. which I like because that also means that this is why we didn't use this on Joyce. Yeah. Jonathan and Andrew are in jail, not prison. Nope. And Jonathan's being super dramatic about it. Oh. And I was like, just as I was thinking, like, I mean, chill out, Jonathan. Andrew says, it's not Oz, it's Mayberry. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Yes, that's exactly right. And we get to um, the other line that really endeared Andrew to me forever when they're talking about, like, the decoder and and Matthew Broderick and Andrew's line about Broadway Matthew and finding him cold. <laughs> I agree with a thousand percent. <laughs> I find him cold. I was like, yes, Andrew. Thank you. I remember when the first time I saw this episode, I was like, yes, yes. Why is nobody addressing this? <laughs> we'll start our Matthew Broderick podcast next. The broadcast? <laughs> oh, my God. Now we have to. <laughs> Which every single Matthew Broderick movie in order. How many are there? I don't. I would have to look. Because huh. he's done a lot of movies, but like, I don't know how many. Yeah. All right. Warren goes to a demon bar to gloat. Hey, Warren. I hate you. But the vamps saw that Buffy was shot on the news Mm. and survived. So you're fucked. I just love how he's so cocky, this little shit. And then they're all like, you're going to die. He's like, oh. And he's so starved for attention that he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm buying everyone a round of drinks. And then immediately like, you're not going to buy the guy who killed a slayer a drink? Like, you just bought... Fuck off. Oh, Jesus. Willow goes to the magic shop to absorb the dark arts books. And this is where we get that iconic shot of her mm-hmm. sinking her hands into the yeah. books and the text running over her skin. That is such a cool shot. That is really cool. The CGI books flying to the table, a little rough. Are they CGI? Okay. All They're right. They're super CGI. <laughs> it's it's like, it might as well be like the reading rainbow credits of like <laughs> animated books flying in the sky. <laughs> And then Willow's eyes and hair turn black. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dawn, my baby, Dawn. Yeah. She That's she comes rough. home to an empty house. Oof. But not totally empty. Oh, somebody's still there? Uh, she, she finds Tara's uh. body. Th- this is an interesting transition that it just flashes to white. You know what this really hardcore reminded me of Hmm. this time twin peaks Hmm. like this seems so much like a scene out of twin peaks where it's just like somebody in their kind of um nice normal seeming home walking around and as they see something horrible there's just this white fade out Hmm. and it's just kind of otherworldly in this really interesting way i'm not sure if i agree with it in terms of like the rest of the episode but i'm like you could just take that one scene and put it in the middle of Twin Peaks somewhere and that would fit in. Hmm. Warren goes to Rax. Yay, Rax! <laughs> Rax back. <laughs> and he says, don't worry about the Slayer. Worry about the witch. Which witch? <laughs> it's weird that, like, I actually enjoy seeing Rack here. Yeah. Um, I feel like we know that this, it might be because, like, I know this scene's not going to, like, break my heart. Yeah. Um, also because rack hates warren mm-hmm. and i get joy from that yeah <laughs> like he just he's he he treats warren like shit and good mm-hmm. glad yeah like you don't even deserve the respect of me 
a demon magic drug dealer. Yeah. I'm terrible, but I'm better than this dude. (laughs) Willow goes to the hospital. Buffy is in surgery. And this is the first time I've noticed one long beep. She fucking died again. Yep. How many times? (laughs) That's uh, old three times now. Prophecy girl. Mm -hmm. You're not counting the wish? I don't count the wish. I count the wish. I don't Uh, count the wish. The gift. So three to four times die. Sure. That's that's a lot of dying. It's a lot of death. That's a lot of fish. You're going to need a CAT scan. Willow, however, saves her, takes Mm -hmm. out the bullet, heals the wound. So small. Oof. Yeah, that's... You know what? Choose you up. Just think. You know who else has probably heard that? Warren. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, God, I needed that. <laughs> that was wonderful. Well, I love Xander's line of, this style thing's funny once, maybe twice. Yeah, but. Uh, Warren is at the bus station. Willow stops his bus. Mm-hmm. But it's a robot. So, two things to point out now. One, he had this thing lying around. Oh, yeah. And, like, in storage or something, because mm-hmm. Buffy found his lair. Yeah. So, this is a thing that he had that's weird and gross to me. Um, I don't do, like it. It's do, not- you think it do you think he fucked it? <laughs> uh, and so, uh, is that masturbation? Uh, I think at the very least, he admired it. And also, I think he probably was generous when he... Um, Figured out the proportions. Yep. Uh, so and then, so he went to Rack for help, and I guess we're assuming that like the help that Rack gave him, in addition to the magic that's coming up yep. later in the chase, was the ability to make this robot have his essence. I yeah, that's that's yeah. the assumption that I, I made that he there's some kind of like essence trick spell that he used. Yeah. Um, he just sprayed his cologne on the robot. All the X body spray. <laughs> oh God! Yes, that's what he wears. <laughs> <laughs> Willow tells the others about Tara. Buffy tells her we don't kill humans. Mm-hmm. Willow ain't having that. No. Later, much, much later, after dark, this scene, this last scene, mm-hmm. bright sunlight. Yeah. It is now after dark. Mm-hmm. They finally get home. How long was Dawn in the room? Oh, hours. That is terrifying. Yeah. Poor Donnie. And the uh uh the line, I didn't want to leave her alone. Like, I just wanna hug Dawn so bad, baby. Dawn. Oh. Later we get the mundaneness of dealing with death. Sign mm-hmm. for the body, yeah, yellow all tape. The planning. Oh, and the it's it's so awkward and true mm-hmm. when Xander thanks Yeah. The whoever the coroner, I yeah. don't know who that is. Um, but when Xander's just like thank you, like because that's what you do when you're yeah. the customer service position. Mm-hmm. Buffy says they have to stop Willow before she kills Warren. Mm-hmm. Dawn is not on board, she she wants Willow to go right ahead, mm-hmm. which is an understandable feeling. Yes. But logically, we know that's what mm-hmm. the criminal justice system is for. Mm-hmm. 
Willow says the human rules have world has their own rules for this. And I always think of, there's a West Wing Mm -hmm. quote that I love. They say like, that's why jury, we have juries instead of just angry fathers. Yeah. Um, Xander, however, good point. He's just as bad as the vampires you kill, Mm -hmm. which is true. He is probably worse than most of them. Honestly, seriously, a lot of the vampires she kills, they die and she immediately kills them. Mm -hmm. They haven't had a chance to be bad yet. Uh, Warren is a murdering rapist. Yeah. However, Buffy also has a good point. She just doesn't have a license to kill. Mm-hmm. She's no Timothy Dalton. But this line from Xander, mm-hmm. I've had blood on my hands all day. Blood from people I love. Mm-hmm. That's such a good line. Yeah. Willow goes to Tara's dorm. She casts a spell, blood of the slain, guide me to Tara's killer. This is a fucking cool spell. Like, victims... Blood, like victims pointing out their own killer. Yeah. You're just like, this, this is, I, this is a cool spell. Yeah. Not just Locaria. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah even like the words to cast. This, mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. It's a great mm-hmm. spell. And like the, the blood on her shirt forms yeah. a map and shows her where Warren is. Mm-hmm. It's as cool. That's really cool. Dawn chooses to stay at Spikes. <sighs> Given the pretext mm. that. Chip's still working. He can't hurt her. Still. Still. I can't see you thinking that's okay to put her in his hands. I don't think she thinks it's okay. I don't think she likes it, certainly. I can, I mean, you can make the argument that she, because he can't hurt Dawn, if you've got super powerful, crazy witch out there, Dawn is potentially safer with someone who has superhuman powers as opposed to going to Janice's. But here's the thing. It's not like this is even the trio or somebody like, you know, the master of glory. As far as we know, even yeah, Willow's gone off the deep end. There's absolutely no reason she would go after Dawn. Yeah. I also think Buffy just doesn't. It's just not even like dealing with it on that level of like, I think she doesn't want to fight because Dawn is no. mad at her. She's mm-hmm. mad that she can't go with her to stop Willow. Yeah. And so she pouts and she says, fine, I want to go to Spike's. I think Buffy can't explain to Dawn why not mm-hmm. without explaining what happened. And I think she doesn't want to have this fight. I also feel like this attributes to the sweeping under the rug of what happened. Yeah. This felt like it should have been a thing and even mm-hmm. if she's like if she's the one to take dawn to spikes that also feels like yeah like i get you can't send xander to spikes because yeah he would fucking kill spike mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah it w- if if spike was there and buffy shows up with dawn and says here watch dawn doesn't that seem like she's forgiven him to him, at least. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying I like it. Like, and, and I mean, I guess you can, there are, I, I see what you're saying, but she just didn't want to have an argument and that logically John would probably be safer in some ways with, with Spike, but on like a script writing level, I would have gone the route of like, stay at Janice's, 
Willow's not going to be going after you, but I don't want you to be alone right now. And then Dawn sneaks out of Jan, like she's supposed to be Janice's, mm-hmm. but she sneaks out and she goes to Spikes. Yeah, if you still need to see Spikes to see Clem or whatever, sure, you can have that be a whole thing. And yeah. that I don't think that takes significantly more time. Yeah. But Clem's there. Mm-hmm. Clem the babysitter. <laughs> I love his line is, suffering bat. What does that even mean? <laughs> I want... This, like, hangout time with Clem. Let's mm-hmm. count him. He has country time lemonade. <laughs> Bugles. <laughs> the best snack. You make little claw fingers and you eat them off your finger- fingers. Bugles. Mm-hmm. Liverwurst. Mm, I'm not sure that's it. Here's a weird fun fact about Kristen. I like liverwurst. So All right. I guess Clem's weird, your best friend. Weird thing I was really into as a child. <laughs> As a child. As a child, I really liked liverwurst sandwiches. It's been years. I don't remember yeah. what it tastes like. Part cheesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play, but it sounds fun. Oh, it's super easy. The Wedding Planner movie. I will laugh at that, probably. Yeah. It's been years. And she gets the comfy chair. He mm. is a great host. Yep. He is wonderful. But don't play cards with him. He's a bit of a cheat. He is a bit of a cheat. Uh, Spike in 24 hours less than has made it to africa by a motorcycle <laughs> um this i don't mind as much because i and people have a similar complaint uh with um empire strikes back of like what so luke got all of his jedi training in 24 hours because the way things are cross edited in the traditional editing structure if you see something happen one uh one scene next scene is either simultaneous or right after i'm okay with there being two storylines that need to have progression oh, at the same time, but they're but different not, timelines. They're yeah, like this okay. isn't to me necessarily happening at the same exact time. Because frankly, by the time we get to the end of it, it's not like you know Spike is back there right at the end. So like that's fair. Okay, I, I'm fine with it just being like a little unconventional of of filming of having things not be as chronological as they usually are. Okay. It is visually <laughs> Spike, skinny Spike. He's so mm-hmm. skinny. Skinny Spike marching down the beach mm-hmm. dressed in long sleeves, all black mm-hmm. with his bleached hair and like passing like African people with like the tropics behind him. It's such a weird visual. Yeah. And also like a little questionable racially in general, but then also just like really a weird juxtaposition of like that character style it's it's a weird shot it's a weird shot uh he goes into a cave creepy uh, glow eye demon uh he says bitch thinks she's better than me because mm-hmm. she is uh and the demon asked you want to return to your former self and i remember that because i watched it in real time yep. for once i remember it's like having debates with my friends mm-hmm. over like does he mean his yeah. former self as in murdering monster or does Mm -hmm. he mean his former stuff is before that as William, the bloody awful poet. Mm -hmm. And I like, I think it's supposed to be, you're supposed to wonder which one. And I think right up until the last moment of this season, you're Mm -hmm. supposed to know. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I got in fights with people, not serious fights, but I love that. I argued this with people. Mm -hmm. The other thing that like, I was thinking about this time is like, what if this played out where, um, he was going just to get a chipectomy, especially mm-hmm. like given his last scene in his yep. home where he was just like, why didn't I do it? Mm-hmm. I'm a monster. I'm this stupid chick, yeah. chip and chick. He meant, but yeah. I, right. Mm-hmm. But that at the end of it, 
he is back to being soulless, chipless, mm-hmm. evil Spike. And he becomes the big bad of season seven in all his former glory. Mm-hmm. Would it, that have been cool? Yeah. <laughs> Although she has already fought one vampire ex-lover. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that was that like both. It's cool mm-hmm. that they left you to wonder. Yeah. Um. I think it. I. It's neat to think about what would have happened if. Yeah. In retrospect, and we'll get there when we get there. I do feel like Spike's very oddly used in the last season of Buffy. Granted, it would then completely fuck up. My favorite thing in the Buffyverse, which, as I've said before, controversially, is season five of Angel. Even though I rank pretty much every other season of Angel below almost every season of Buffy, season five of Angel, I feel like, is fucking perfect. I think that would have totally been, theoretically, a better use of his character in the next season. And and if you wanted to have it still be as like big and grand, of like it could have been like, okay, Spike will take out the chip, but now you are the, you know the prophet of the first evil or whatever mm-hmm. and have him be at the forefront of it with, you know, he fulfilled Caleb's role. Yeah. I, kind of I remember like, first off, like mm-hmm. I really think they were trying to make you think that he was going to get a chip back to me. Cause this just isn't the way people talk when they're like, I regret everything. And I went my soul and he's like, bitch is going to get what she deserves. But it's also like, so very clearly like it's neutral enough. Yeah, I know. I know they're doing it. I also remember there being questions at the end of the season mm-hmm. of whether or not he meant to go to ha- get it like a chipectomy and the demon when he's Ooh. like, I want to give her like, make me what I was. The demon's like, okay, okay monkey paw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Xander goes to the magic box for Anya's help and she tells him that she's a vengeance demon again. Honestly, it was a surprise to me. He, I forgot that he didn't know that yet. <laughs> Warren axes Willow in the back. He, he, like a bitch. He he never should have asked her that question. Mm-hmm. Cowardly bitch stabbed her. Asked her the question. Anyways, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> she survives the axe. He releases the cubed ver- version of a snitch. Yeah, it's like a an uh, evil explosion cube. <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it looks just like the golden snitch, but a cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.K. Rowling, I think you owe somebody some royalties. (laughs) Willow freezes the explosion. Mm -hmm. He says it was an accident. Willow, with a good point. Oh, so instead of killing my best friend, you killed my girlfriend. (laughs) You're fucked, dude. Yeah. But he he almost gets her with his Alex Mack trap. (laughs) (laughs) He throws goo at her. That then forms the shape of a lady. But then those red eyes... Mm-mm-mm. Burn right through it. She ties him up with tree branches. She evil deads him, in other words. And he says, You are really asking for it. <laughs> oh, you egotistical Dude, shit. You suck so bad. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Willow brings back Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, murderer. Yeah. This I like. This is good punishment. Yeah. Face your victims. Well, and like, oh, and it's, he's such a shit that you can see he's starting to feel some remorse. And then he turns it into like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, you're almost fucking there. You're almost a human being for once. And no. He, yeah. He gets upset. He's like, make it go away. And you deserved it. You fucking bitch. Like, yeah. Uh, 
no, mm-hmm. no, you are the worst. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not the worst. That sexy chest hair. Oh God. Yeah. So that, that lion's mane below his shirt. <laughs> she shows him what it feels like to be shot mm-hmm. in slow motion. Yeah. I've heard, and this is one of those things where it's like, guys, are really going to do this? Things where it, it debates whether or not it's uh, a fluke or uh, a blooper or wrong in some way. That's like, well, you know. If she was really putting the bullet through his lungs and his lungs were flooding, he wouldn't be able to scream. It's like, well, you know what? She's using fucking magic. Maybe, maybe none of this is actually really happening to him. He's just feeling it. Maybe she can magically make it so he can talk while she's doing this. You know, she's using like all the magic in the world. I don't know if what the stuff, I mean, the stuff she's describing, first yeah. of all, I like that. That's, mm-hmm. I like that. I like yeah. that. Super smart Willow mm-hmm. knows medically what happens yeah. to you when you're shot. And mm-hmm. it's not something that I think about in detail. So when it's described in detail, yeah. it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. But she no way says, this is exactly what's happening to you in real time yeah. at this moment. We're going through all these steps. Mm-hmm. But this is what does happen. Yeah. So maybe they haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. She stitches his lips together. Ooh, he's got a hocus pocus mouth. It's a good effect. And it, it, make, it always yeah. makes me like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah with mm-hmm. my mouth. He tries to talk his way out of it. Yes, of course he does. Because he's a bitch. But mm-hmm. uh, we get the classic Willow board now. Oh, she's turned. And she flays him. Mm-hmm. One shot. Also leaves like the pants. Thank you. I'm, I I want him wearing pants. No, thanks, guys. <laughs> I want the pants. I want there. some skinless dog in this episode. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> He comes back to life. Don't look, guys. <laughs> it shrinks when you don't have skin. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. The Scooby show up just in time to mm-hmm. see, and she tells them one down. Uh, uh, that leads us to our next episode's title. So what do you think of this one? I like it a lot more uh, unequivocally. I think it's... Uh, Really um, exciting, tense episode of, like, what's going to happen? How far is Willow going with this? Mm. Yeah. I think overall it's 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 pretty solid, and I, I really love the ramp up into this uh, this finale. Um, can't re- wait to watch the uh, the other two again. I, I mean, I agree. This is exciting. It deals, you know, well with a lot of emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. If I had a complaint, it mm-hmm. would, I mean, like, this is kind of a, the, these four last episodes are yeah. kind of, it's a four part yeah. thing. They go, all go right into one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that this does not feel like a complete story. Mm, yeah. Um, that if, you know, if you just said, oh, that Buffy episode villains, I'd be like, which one is that? Mm-hmm. Of like the four ending ones, is that one, two, three, or four? Like, because yeah. I know the whole story from seeing red through grave, mm-hmm. but it's to me, there's not a clear delineation of like, oh, villains is where blank happens. Yeah. Um, but very exciting, very well done, cool mm-hmm. special effects. Yeah. And most of the effects do hold up pretty well. Occasionally, like CGI books are a little wonky, but like the flying alive, I, I don't expect to see much better. Um, of that effect on TV. 
And I have no problem with Alex Macgoo because it's Warren doing it. So yeah, of course his spell sucks. He's yeah, his his spells are kind of lame. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool that they're a little lamer than than Willow's. Um which are really like scary and badass. Mm-hmm. Uh so we say saw that nice bus ride, saw that delightful flying box uh, snitch. It got me thinking about travel and that maybe we should go international. We also went to Africa. Oh yes, we also we also <laughs> motorcycled to Africa. We also literally went international. <laughs> yeah, I. That's just so kind of like mm, really. I, I don't even want to count it. Um, so let's go truly international. Buffy Tapaja Vampirit. Ernie Dragon das Rind Fleisch Canoe. Futurifle International. First of all, just a lot of titles. I think there's some good ones. Uh, Seeing Red, Portuguese, Tragic Ending. Very literal. Okay. Yeah. Um, French, Passion Red. It probably doesn't translate. German. Germany. I I don't think you get the point on this one. Mike's addressing the whole nation. Germany. Let's talk. Angela, get on the phone. Um, <laughs> Please. We just want to chat. The Seeing Red, their title for that is Warren's Revenge. I mean, that is why he shoots Buffy. Yeah, but it's like, this isn't Warren's story, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. There's something about that just seems like, I don't trust your priorities on this title. Oh, also, though, his actions in the bar are revenge on the high school bully. Mm-hmm. So there's two Warren's Revenge, and it's kind of a theme. <laughs> Just by quantity, it's, yeah, it's an accurate kind of title. a theme. All right. Uh, so for villains, uh, Portuguese, pretty literal, revenge. Sure. Uh, German, rage. Again, makes sense. Mm-hmm. French, they got real fancy with this one. Yes. French, thunders of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Thunders of revenge. Why? I don't know. But why? Because I guess it's the, she's, oh, I'm thundered with my revenge. Gozer zap, gozer zap. We haven't gone to the gozer zaps yet. She does a little gozer zap. Okay. Like, Anya's gozer zapped. Oh, that's, I mean, she, yeah, yeah she does the freezy, mm. freezing oh. people. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to. This week's Slay of the Week, in which neither of us are allowed to choose a super traumatizing one. Go. I'm going to go with the Flay of the Week, Warren. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I mean, I've said before, I have to go with what is canonically, oh, God, most important. And we all know what that is, so I don't need to say it. Um,. But if I had to go with not that, then yeah, porn, of course. Mm-hmm. It gets flayed alive. Uh, it's not the right thing to do, but it's fucking awesome anyway. Yeah, it is this weird moment of like, Buffy lays out a lot of very mm-hmm. good arguments about how we don't kill humans yeah. and he needs to go to jail mm-hmm. and be prosecuted and accept the sentence of the court, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Yeah. Very good arguments. I agree with her. It's very satisfying yeah. to watch. Um. Again, spoilers, if you haven't watched through all of Angel, skip over the next like 30 seconds. Reminds me a lot of the much smaller moment um, in the episode where uh, Fred dies, where talk about like, we don't kill humans. And Angel's like giving this little speech and Wesley just shoots that guy. 
Yep. I love that moment. Um, and that's kind of like a much smaller moment uh, version of this that's done more. For we are not moments. making commentary on capital punishment. No. It is just a show mm-hmm. with um, fun to watch violence. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of shows have things that you enjoy watching almost specifically because you know they're not the things you want to do in real life and they're not good things to do and you shouldn't live by them. Most people didn't watch Breaking Bad and thought, you know what I should do? Get into the meth business. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes, flame, very unique death. It's how I learned the word flay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not by Bobby? <laughs> but the, I also have a runner-up that I... I also enjoy the vamp that kicks her as he turns to dust. Or that is... There, there are a lot of slays this week that would, I think, easily be the number one in most weeks. That's yeah, just a lot it's, of fun. It's and it's it's set up well. It's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah. I really hate that that funny scene will forever be like linked with the scene right after it in my head. I don't remember it until she hurts her back on by falling over the gravestone. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, oh no, shit. That's what that's hap- That's what ha- is happening there. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Two to Go and Grave. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.